Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is Happening. This is your co-host Eric Morris. And this is your co-host Doug Buden. Hello. Hey, you know what? Hi Eric. Hi. Uh, before we start, I just want to say, you know, whoever's been listening to this thing, all however many 20 some odd thousand listens, or you know, I don't know if it's real, whatever, I don't know. But um, bots, it's all bots. <laughs> it's are they all bots? bots. Russian Whoever bots. you are, are you real? Um, we, you know, we've taken like kind of an unannounced, unexpected break. Um, I just, I haven't, Have you we know. been on hiatus? Well, I've been sitting here talking the whole damn time. Are you telling me we have not been releasing? Life has happened. I mean, it's just like two weeks, I think we haven't released one. I mean, until then, it was pretty consistently every week, literally every That's week. A lot. You know, it's just a lot. It got, it got to be relentless and... Um, you know, Ryan, our producer, who's here. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Has been working with me on a new spinoff called Georgie and Friends. Um, and we've recorded many of those. I don't know. The, it just was a relentless pace. But mm-hmm. but thank you for listening. And, you know, if you so are listening So why don't we this, say, we're back. We're back. We're here at our undisclosed I could have just said that. I could have just said that. But why say words. something in two words when you could say it in 170? <laughs> That's, that's apparently that's my that's my philosophy. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Um, we any know, other news and bits and no, things that we have? No, no housekeeping. And then no other housekeeping. No. Um, do we have any special um, messages to Indonesia? Well, of course. Well, <laughs> lest we start a podcast without saying hello to our dear friends in Indonesia. Hello, Indonesia. Yeah, in a just, recent one, you actually. You had some phrase, but that was Googleina. Yes, my Google, my Googleina, my assistant Googleina. Googleina, she learned um, how to say hello to all of our friends in Indonesia. But we don't need her today because we're just going to say it ourselves. Hi, Indonesia! Oh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Not in um, Bahasa, but well, um, Baha- oh, no, 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 Not even in, in anything. Jakarta, Java. Javanese. Javanese. I thought you told me it was Bahasa. (laughs) You should only trust about 30% of what I say. I'm learning that. You you lie about gifts. It's all. (laughs) Seated, Eric, to your left. Yes, we have a guest. We We have a guest in the studio. We are neglecting our guest. And I bet he's not, you know, uh, I bet he's not ignored often because he's striking, he's charming, he's French, he's, he's Canadian, ta- yeah. he's talented. His name is Jerome Rousseau, and he is a designer of shoes, and the, the brand is what, Jerome C. Rousseau? Yeah, Jerome C. Rousseau. Yeah, okay, well, right. I'm you just said trying. it well, Jerome C. Rousseau. C'est. Yes. C'est Rousseau. Yes, my pronunciation is about the only thing I can do in French. I can barely speak words oh, in you French. did well. That was oh. beautiful. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Jerome, welcome to this. Welcome. Is happening. This is happening! Exclamation point! Thank you very much. Jerome is is actually uh, a neighbor. He lives not far, so that's what that we're that's what we're doing. A now. further undisclosed we are, we, are, <laughs> we are just like pulling now people in from like this next street over. We actually, right, right. We've had other people uh, who live on that street as well. We've mm. had people who live mm. what sixty feet away from you. <laughs> yes, we've we we've corralled by next door neighbors, and yes. now we have to we have to we branch out, branch out within a quarter mile. Jerome, we are thrilled to have you here. I will say, uh, this will be my first conversazione. With a shoe designer. Me too. Is Brilliant. this the correct terminology? Do we refer to you as a, a shoe designer? Mm, shoe designer, footwear designer. Footwear designer. Same thing, yeah, shoe designer. Yeah. You went, it, it, okay, because you went to the same uh, school, and I don't remember what it's called, but in, in London. In the UK, it's called Cordwainers College. Cordwainers uh, College is an old school. It, uh, Jimmy Chu went there. Correct. Uh, the year I graduated, um, the school turned, if I'm correct, 160 years, if I remember correctly. Oh, Eric, you were probably there at its inception. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I inaugurated it. <laughs> he was one of my like lecturers, a actually. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, the school is in Hackney, in East London, which was in, okay. in the 60s, 70s, 80s, a terribly dodgy area in the UK. Um, mm. But also Hackney had, uh, throughout many decades, a, a big history of shoemaking and a lot of factories in that region. Obviously, that all died uh, as... as with the UK production. manufacturing changed, etc. But, uh, but cool, exactly. But that school was based there originally to cater to that okay. uh, industry. 
uh, in this course today. And it was specifically for shoes or fashion in general? Well, this school did technically leather goods, so oh. there would be footwear, handbags, um, saddlery, which was fascinating to have students who would spend Quips. months there, <laughs> totally, but it was absolutely gorgeous, the, the, the handwork, the craftsmanship that goes behind oh, yeah. that, and we all worked right, side by side, so you would see that kind of, in footwear we don't do so much sort of um, tooled work on leather, uh, but it was great to see that kind of um, artisan work also, sure. while we were studying. Was this something you knew, like... I, from a from a young age, mm. I'm going to design shoes. Mm. I mean, I I, uh, I knew it very young. At 12 years old, I announced uh, to everyone in my school and my family that I wanted to design shoes. Um, How'd that go off? This is in yeah. Quebec. Uh, this is in the north of Quebec. I grew up uh, about mine. I was not Montreal originally. Mm. Okay. Um, maybe I can I can give you a tiny bit of story that will lead to to, to yes. an answer of this. Um, oh, please do, John. It was so awfully boring where I grew up. Sorry, I hope they're not listening. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it was you know it's pre-internet. It's throughout the late 70s and the 80s. Uh, my only escapism was MTV. Um, and we had a French-Canadian MTV called Music Plus also that kind of invited a lot of international stars to come and do interviews there and perform in their studios and obviously showed video clips. Um, I grew up with MTV, Cindy Lauper, AHA, Duran Duran, Saved My Life, Grace Jones. Um, I remember the first time I saw, you guys hopefully will know those references, Jodie Watley thinking, who yeah, sure, the course. F is this woman? Oh my God, she is the most beautiful woman alive. This New love. Looking for new looks. And 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 um, <laughs> all of and you know sort of rock stars and all these uh, musicians always have extreme fashion. So oh. I would imagine, and yeah, and oh, I can stuff course. like you've never seen before. Mm. I mean, especially I mean, Grace Jones. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Great inspiration. Of course, to, to an extent, MTV and you all know that sort of brought music and style. I don't like to call it fashion. I think they're quite different things. But music and style came hand in hand. I've learned to fall in love with musical artists, watching them as well, seeing what they're wearing, and that was a big inspiration for me. Uh, came 1990, uh, I was 12, perhaps just about to turn 13, uh, the biggest slap in the face happened, uh, Delight, Grooves in the Heart. Grooves in the Heart. I mean, that, that video clip destroyed me the first time I saw it. Um, uh, an American woman, a Japanese guy, and a Ukrainian guy who was Lady Miss Kier's, uh partner at the time. Um, the song is still a classic today. It sounded like yeah. nothing else before. It still doesn't. Um, I think so I have exciting to hear that record. in a club. Oh, I, think I sure mean, I, I still love mm. dancing to that song. Mm -hmm. But like, I certainly remember when it came out. I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing mm. song. I don't remember the video, but oh, uh, you, you must look it up. I'm not as visually I don't either. oriented. Oh my god, oh, the video clip was brilliant. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, they um, they um. They mixed uh, perfectly sort of not what was happening with 90s house or late 80s house music with 70s disco and 60s psychedelic all into one package. Mm -hmm. I was 12 years old in the North Quebec, didn't know any of those three genres, these three um, uh, influences. So for me, Delight introduced me in one single video clip, psychedelic so disco their and house right, together. Their music and their influences. Correct. And oh, also cool. this whole element of club culture because that's where they came from. Mm -hmm. uh, they looked incredible. Boys and girls in the video clip looked like, I mean, probably like they did going out in New York City in those years. Yeah. Uh, and they were wearing platform shoes. Um, uh, you're talking about uh, saying 107 words instead of, to say two words. That I feel like I'm doing this right now. You guys got me tipsy before we started. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, basically seeing those platform shoes, I've never seen a platform shoe. I started sketching those shoes in my art classes that same week. It was really? it's not something you decide as a as a kid. It, it I'm just fascinated by it and I went for it. And uh, and th this is how the, this love for shoes started. So so now take me back there. Uh, what was the reaction from your family? And what what was your family? Uh, what kind of business were they in? Uh, yeah, my mom uh, worked uh, in hospital X-ray. Uh, okay. My dad was a mathematics teacher in my high school, so not at all a creative. So no creative, right? No, but, no arts. But my parents respected that. As a kid, I had very different interests than what you typically have in a small town in Did New York. I have an older brother and a younger sister. To give an example, my brother is a business lawyer, my sister is a doctor. So 
it sort um, of puts you back into the kind of follow the, the traits of the family yes, and I sort of sure. went elsewhere. But I always did when I was a kid as well. You, again, you don't choose these. The next things. thing for me is like they, their parents' dream. You know, they would they would like a doctor and a lawyer. Yay! So yeah, this yeah, doors open for you. Your parents are thinking, well, we got two out of three safe. Yeah, and the shoe designer. They were they were definitely cautious and they were nervous about my choices, but. Eventually rallied behind me and knew this is what would make me happy. I feel, I'm yeah. very fortunate to and have you, that. And support. you still, you because love it's what you a do. It's a brave it's thing. It's, it's, it's a brave thing passion. to do. There's no guarantee. You know, it's of like, course, yeah, it's, it's a difficult, it's, you know, um, anything artistic uh -huh. is a difficult thing to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, commit. Like, this is what I want to do. And, and, you know, a lot of parents are, are legitimately, you know, um, worry, mm -hmm. you know, for someone because it's like, oh, that's going to be a hard road. Yeah, it's, so even if you just wanted to design <laughs> clothing or fashion design, for example, that's closer to what people know. But shoe design, you're in the north of Quebec. I mean, even my, you know, in high school, you have these kind of uh, career classes to sort of help you, guide you right, towards what right. you want to do. Right. And uh, the Where lady are you who find the guidance for. I mean, the lady designer. like type like shoe design shoes in her bloody computer. <gasps> do you remember what her shoes were like? Like, no, do you look at? at were you look yeah. judging other people's? Oh, I never judge people on shoes. I think that's a big mistake. I think people have this assumption that designers or people who work in, f in fashion are somewhat snobby of other people's style. People express themselves the way they want. Who am I to say? Um, I mean, I, I didn't pay attention to what any of us are wearing. I don't you did? Okay, for, for, for the record. I'm looking at I, what you're wearing, and I, I, it's whimsical. It's fun. It's a very, it's an ordinary shirt, but it has like... These little like little dolls, you know, yeah, around the collar, which is which are fun. I, I thought about what I was gonna put on my feet. A good oh, let me judge you. Don't show me. Mm. Well, I, I I actually very purposefully chose what I wanted to convey was yeah. a sense of, of um history, something fun, super casual. And if Jerome Russo uh -huh. was judging me, I could say like Oh shit! I just had to throw these on as I was running out because I was in the garden. So I had a whole narrative planned. Oh, on the other hand, that. Jerome could say, you know, oh wow, he's fun and kicky because he's wearing a yellow Converse shoe. So that I was afraid uh, that you were, and and maybe you still will judge me by my footwear. But, but there was intention behind it. I literally gave no thought at all, and I wore the same blue sneakers that I've been wearing for quite a while. Um, because I, do, you know what? I appreciate the artistry of fashion. I really do. I do not pay attention to fashion, you know, and just into like, what's new, what's hip. You know, I, I don't look at that at all. Um, you not a trend watcher. I'm not, and I, and I especially <laughs> don't care about women's fashion. A lot of the gays love the women's fashion. I don't care, but I do appreciate the artistry that goes into it, and I liked looking at. The work, I, I liked reading about what your inspirations were, and I liked, you know, you, you've actually been covered, you know, glowingly in the fashion press, and there's been some, like, lovely, you know, spreads. Editorial, and a lot of editorial. Lot of great editorials, and fun pictures of you with shoes, and, you know. <laughs> Such a hard life, so difficult. Yeah. No, I know, but it's, it's, I liked that, because, and I liked when it talked about, like, what your... Um, what your inspirations were. I think I read in one of those things about Jodi Watley. Oh, know? yeah. She was and a big inspiration for a whole season. And uh, yeah. sometimes the world connects you back. But uh, um, I did this uh, this feature. Go for, because I'm always inspired by music, I've already talked about. I mean, that's kind of the beginning of my love for shoes as well, suddenly through music. Um, um, when I when I was speaking a lot about Jodi Watley, when when you work in my industry, you present four collections oh, a year. So you talk about what That's what I'm thinking of really more. Yes, right. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, so you, yeah. you you have to design for four. Oh, or of course for each season. How right. many how many different styles of shoe goes in each collection? Section that's concise. Exactly, right. that would be a real departure for you. I think it's not my vibe, but um, there's shoes of every heel height. Um, uh, boots. A ton of boots. So you go hiking boots. No, that's mm, also not my vibe. That's I think I think within Jerome C. Rousseau, it's fairly. Um, High-end, mm -hmm. uh, very, uh, it's slightly refined. I think there's an air of elegance in every product I do. That's not to say they're not everyday shoes. That it's not all high heel, red carpet options. On the contrary, I think, I think women some have, everyday options like oh, I want to look like this. Yeah, but you, you can also look chic in the daytime, right? Yes. You wear your skinny gray jeans and a beautiful pointy pump on a little 19, 1960s inspired heel, 
And you look brilliant. Oh my God, it's like, you, you. it's a whole world. Like he knows what he's talking about. I have no idea what any of those things he just said actually <laughs> mean. But but Jerome C. Russo knows. A point to here with a midrib brother. You know, I, I, I mean something. It's so simple to me. I mean, I, every girl listening, hopefully we have some yes. girls listening as well. Every girl listening will know what I'm talking You're about. You're going to get a lot of orders from uh, Indonesia. You will see. <laughs> some assorted drag queen. How big, uh, what's the biggest size that shoes come in? I, I wish we could do them uh, bigger in production. Like I'm a 13. Yeah, woman. that's not going to happen. In, oh. Oh, in, in, my, uh, in my connection right at the moment, we produce sizes. 35 to 41 uh, Italian, oh, Italian sizes. sizes so yeah. roughly uh, 5 to 10 and a half 11 in US sizes mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's only for reasons of it's so the drag queens to, are not no, no, no. No. and I would I have so many friends who are, who are <laughs> even guys uh, I mean Ryan was uh, requesting shoes by email last week even yes uh, but uh, yeah not happening just yet in my label so they'd have to be special custom I adore you that had to be custom made for Ryan. Jérôme Rousseau Atelier. Atelier Rousseau. You're going to have to custom make them for Ryan, and I'm sure you will. My drag queen friends that I would love to see my shoes simply can't afford the cost of like doing a single pair in their size. Actually, you need a new heel mold, for example, a new platform mold. You know, grade your pattern higher. These are all very technical steps that are very costly to do a single pair. That's really hard. And then the fact well, that's that the, the factory to do it, it's hard as The well. super rich people, like, they will go, though, right? And they will have, like, men, at, at the very least, will go and they'll have shoes made for them, mm -hmm. right? And, like, the cobbler, they, they're... Yeah, they, like Ryan's going to have to do. Well, they, you yeah. see, the cobbler will save <laughs> yeah. the mold. I remember seeing this in a documentary yeah, yeah. In, in Paris, I think, that the guy, like, had, oh, this is Mr. So-and-so's feet, and he was yeah. able to, you know, build a pair of shoes for that. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's a fascinating industry. You know, uh, it's also the hardest industry to work in, in a sense, because, like, think about it. You, you Let's say you, your passion is a handbag. All right, you design this handbag. It looks great. Your production looks great. In production, your strap is a centimeter shorter. All right, a centimeter is not that much. No one would notice on your strap when you put it on that the strap is a centimeter shorter in your sample. In footwear, if I effort by one millimeter on a heel height. Genuinely, that shoe is not balanced and doesn't fit. Uh, that heel will break. Uh, that woman will not be comfortable the wearing it. She's going to fall off the curb. And, uh, so our industry that. is precise. You can always say, like, you know, a woman carries a handbag or wears a dress. If you really think about it, the shoe really carries the woman. Mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. It has to be solid. And then on top of that, uh, we, the, the shoe carries a woman on a four-inch heel, five-inch heel with a platform. It's an extraordinary work of balance. You know, I got to tell you something, It Jerome. is a work of balance. I you know, wore, when I see these women strutting around... I wore five- or six-inch platforms once for Halloween. I need proof. I will show you a picture. Yes. I went as a Harajuku schoolgirl. Oh, oh yeah. And you and the, Eddie. Me and Eddie and Sal. Sal. The problem is I couldn't drive my car. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> put my foot on the gas pedal because the platforms were too big. Yeah. I, paid, I, I paid probably $60 Women for Women are shoes. not supposed to drive. Just ask Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but Saudi Arabian women, you are welcome to purchase Jerome C. Russo shoes, and boy, do I hope you do. No, it's you know what I have a lot of it's it, I have a lot of admiration. I was just thinking about like there's probably a lot of women you know around Century City you know who who wear your shoes or they wear you know Jimmy shoes or. Um, I'm so ignorant. What is the oh, Louis Vuitton? Why Century um, City? Well, I'm just because that's where my office is, and oh, I, I, see. I see women I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. strutting around, you know, in like these crazy, impractical for daytime, you know. Well, and women. Some have... of them are, are strutting out of CAA, their agents or whatever. How is that impractical? Um, they look brilliant. No, they look they're amazing. Yeah, they're but they're amazing. but they're not going hiking. They wear them and then they get into their car and then they put on a, a something. Lower they profile might. or comfortable. You don't want to. These. Yeah, I'm assuming I, a lot of them that these don't. are expensive I, shoes, right? These have to be a, a, a high price point. In your they're, shoes. They're I mean, let's face it. I went to your website. Well, the work and you, goes got, into that. you got some fancy people wearing your shoes. Yes, there's Scarlett are, Johansson and Hathaway. I mean, there's tons. If you go to Jerome's website, you will see um, under the press tab in the uh, you know there's a whole. A slew of Scarlett Johansson is click clacking I, I around. Research. She's click clacking around in your shoes, in the house that I grew up on, because she yes. bought it for my father. Oh, so. oh, oh. <laughs> well, good for her. Yeah, even better for, for Jerome. Yeah, even better for Jerome. 
So, but I wanted to ask you, because I, I thought it was interesting that you were uh, inspired by Lola Polana, who is before your time, definitively. Mm-hmm. I mean, Doug, well, I'm, I'm very old. And, and Doug I mean, is, you're, you're ancient. Yeah. I'm old, you're ancient. Exactly. Um, I remember Lola Polana, you know, in the 70s, um, but you couldn't possibly. Born um, in 77, no, I wasn't watching. That was, that, was her, that was her heyday. Eric, that's after the bicentennial. <laughs> As Americans, Jerome, we, we gauge everything based before bicentennial or after she was bicentennial. A big deal. Oh, I see, I see. She was a big deal, like, in variety shows. I mean, she was very memorably. She was Lola Polana. Very memorably stylish. Mm-hmm. She was on the love boat and things, but, but she, you know, she would be on, like, you know, share. And Donnie Marie, and, and obviously, you know, she toured, you know, with her, and you know, she, nightclubs, and and it was an intersection of art and music and fashion. But how did you even become aware? I mean, is it so? It's, it just sounds like you you look for inspiration far and wide. So it, I, I, you know, there, there's two different ways of of, uh, of approaching inspiration. Some uh, some designers for their brands, for example, will research inspiration thinking, all right, in six months, there's this big film on Bollywood coming out. It will be in the press, so I should do a Bollywood collection. You're trying to be impression. I cannot work like that. So right. inspiration just falls on you. There's too much of it already. And you, I, I don't look for it. I read about this. Someone gives me this book about this artist. It's on my living room table. I speak to my mom. I'm flicking through it. Mm. The, the thing is, when I go, when, I, when it's time to design a collection, I have no idea what's going to inspire it. But I've been inspired for six months by different things and it comes through spontaneously, instinctively. It could happen right now. Things. There could be a This Is Happening collection, uh, inspired collection. The Sharpie could be like the collection. You know, never trust a man with Sharpie on there. Not this runner. That's the only stylish thing. No. Eric, I think you and I, <laughs> you and I may inspire Jerome with his latest collection. This conversation could inspire something amazing. Could it? You know, and like, so is it always leather? Is it? Is it? You only do, you do the shoes. Do you oh, ever incorporate tapestry I'm, I'm or anything like that? You know what? Let's take a look. Well. Let's take a look. At and your, listeners, oh, yeah. listeners, uh, we invite you to look on. Um, where where should we send them? Will we be able well, we'll, to post any pictures? Well, we will certainly. Yes, in the in the announcement of the episode, we will post pictures. And we also will be linking to your website. While we're saying this, Jerome, why don't you bring out some shoes? Um, so right. you should visit Jerome's website. Which, which is, is what? Jerome C. Russo. Jerome C. Russo.com. Yeah, Jer- that's you would think. For our American listeners, <laughs> Jerome C. Russo.com. Go to Jerome's website. You'll see his shoes. And on our uh, website for This Is Happening, exclamation point, the podcast with Eric and Doug, you'll be able to look at what the shoes that we are looking at. And while mm-hmm. I'm saying this, Jerome is bringing out shoes. Were you asking me about tapestry or pattern? Yeah. <gasps> Here's Ooh. one of my favorite pieces. It's really quite special. Oh, also, wow. We were talking about um, with a golden a brocade. It's a brocade. Bro- I, I know oh, some words. I know some words. This is a brocade. This is a Gorgeous shoe. I'm looking at the left foot. If anybody is curious, not the right foot. Jerome has only given me one. And on the bottom, so you don't take them. Jerome Russo. Oh, Vercuil. This means made in Italy. Uh, Vercuil not means. Genuine, oh, leather. Genuine, genuine leather. leather. Correct. Do you know what we should do? Do you know what I should do? Because put I, them I, on. I no no no. That's not. Yeah, but but uh, you know I. Um, we often have a you know our our friend Georgie Leahy as as a guest co-host. It's actually her birthday in like two days. I oh, should, let's like, just give her these. I should buy her a. Um, I think you could afford one of these shoes. Just I give her the left one. No. Maybe we just give her thousands a and thousands. It's just the heel. Just the heel. This is a beautiful, <laughs> uh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how many shoes you want to see. I'll show you. I want to see another one. Oh, wow. Yeah, this one is quite special. This heel we call the Thorn Heel. Oh, yeah, the Thorn Heel. I love that. It's a bit of a signature. So, people see this heel, they know it's you, like some like that other designer who does like a red bottom shoe. I don't right. need yeah. to say his name because we're talking about you. You have this special feature on the heel. Where it looks like a almost like a thorn, and it actually cuts a really cool shape. And this one is, at is, the uh, space. is different colored glitter. 
It's a ruby, an arm ruby red slipper. Can I hold it? Oh, it looks purple. Yeah, it's a little purple. So what is that retail for? This sandal at six hundred ninety-five US dollars at retail. Oh, yeah. You call this a sandal? What do you call that? I would call that a high heel shoe. But it's a sandal because of the style of it. It's it's open toe. Open toe. Oh, it's a strappy sandal. So even though it has this big heel on it, sandal. you would say it's a... Most definitely a sandal. Oh, I love that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, high it's, heel, you know, it's a high heel sandal. Yeah. yeah it's it, a fabulous um, silhouette. Isn't it beautiful? Oh if you look God, at it, it from... It's, it's know, gorgeous. And so from the side, like, imagine this on the, the cross strap at the front. This is a, a red carpet option. I mean, I have friends who go out dancing in this for an evening bottom. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, if Georgie five inch heel, no platform is not going to be a comfortable heel mm. for a whole night. Why am I getting her gifts? How many of these? Like, so <laughs> for, how many do you produce? She's just loving productions. Um, the way we work, for example, at Designing Collection, we create a pair of samples. These are my original samples mm-hmm. here that we're looking at. Um, we show this to different buyers from around the world, uh, in New York, in Paris, in Milan, um, in different showrooms in Tokyo, um, and um, uh, and buyers come in. So people who represent stores come in and look at the collection, make their selection, and place orders. So we collect that. And so our average productions, I'd say, are maybe at a minimum 60 pairs for a style. It could be across a number of colors. So if you think about it, you know, sometimes we have a run of this color. Where do you shoe, sell that? It could be only 20 pairs. So wow. It can be quite small. So they're really... Yeah, that, and uh, for, for a specific Where do you shoe, sell them? Are they just on the website? Or are no, they in, no. they're in, in fact, stores? It's a... You know, as a, as a young designer, your your key partners... Not Barney's are, anymore, but somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere Barney's, that still exists. But it's a shame. It's it's worth mentioning Barney's. Barney's a, no, it's sad. It's one of the businesses that put my brand on the map. Okay. Is that true? Barney's picked my collection as a young designer. They did with so many brands. Mm, like, very much so. They literally introduced like Armani and other things you it, know, to the American It, it was an, exce- an exceptional moment for, for, for the launch of my brand. It was my... So I don't... No, they didn't come to see my first collection. When was this? So, um, this would be um, spring 2009, mm-hmm. um, so roughly about 10 years ago. And it was about um, a year after you started? Uh, yeah, it was the collection after I started. So Amazing. I mean, I, I had been working on this full-time for a year and a half at that point already. For sure. But by the time I showed that collection, this is where we were at. Um, I showed my first collection. Uh, I had zero money. It's, it, it's hard to describe. Maybe it's worth talking about it. I mean... This is a self-funded startup business. Um, so is this podcast. I, 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 it, won't, it won't have the uh, same great. success. And I, um, <laughs> I had saved, you know, I had saved, I mean, I had saved my money for, for a decade working for different brands towards the goal of launching my own label. Sure. Um, and um, I don't think it's worth talking about amounts, but it, it's a tiny, minute amount to start a luxury footwear brand. Uh, but I started this blindly, did the first collection. It was received well enough. And you made one. them all? All of the scent, like you handmade them all? Or you had to bring in... We worked with team. factories. Well, you designed them, but they're, they're made in We designed them, but we worked with a great team of, you know... The good news is I'd been working for 10 years in this industry, making shoes in Italy. I had great contacts in Italy. Some of them I had brought... For Where example, were you living in Italy, Milan? Uh, the shoes are made in Tuscany, between Florence and Pisa, mostly. In what town? Uh, well, it did. No, I worked with It's an undisclosed Italian town. Uh, no, undisclosed no, It's around the Empoli region, you could say as a center. Uh, Montelupo, Fiorentino. Okay. Uh, I mean, we've matter. been to those regions. Well, we were not shoe shopping, nor were we shoe building. <laughs> we were eating, and we were t- having a lot of olive oil. Yeah. So this is a I different, this is a different awesome. kind of trip. It's the way to do it. Yeah. So like then, it. so Barney's picked up your collection so, yeah, in 2009. Because Barney's, obviously... Far from bankruptcy a number of months ago, and and yeah. this, they, they, this they were just sold for scraps. They, they were sold for scraps. Days They're closing ago. every retail yeah. door. I mean, yeah, Barnes it's very is sad. No longer the institution it was. Ninety six years old. It's a it's a real shame for retail. Retail is a is a difficult industry. This is the proof of it. Um, uh, I almost think it's criminal that uh, the people who own that New York building um, have raised their rent from, if I'm correct, sixteen to thirty million dollar mm-hmm. uh, a year. Uh, I mean, a few yeah. businesses could manage that increase. I wonder who's going to take over that lease. I'm, I'm unsure that any retail it business is able to do it. Not in fashion, at least. Maybe yeah. Trump will. And what about um, uh, Bergdorf Sorry. Goodman also? Beep. Uh, Bergdorf is a great retailer. No, you can curse on this. That's uh, fine. Uh, all right. Yeah. Fuck. Because <laughs> they, they also... I, I just... I happened to recently see a documentary Nordstrom called Scatter, My, Scatter well. My Ashes at Bergdorf Goodman. Okay. Which is about... Mm-hmm. 
the evolution of Bergdorf Goodman and how they are responsible for launching so many brands mm -hmm. in store. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if you've ever worked with the... Well, I haven't. Uh, retail is a particularly uh, competitive industry. When you're a young brand uh, and you start and Barney picks up your second collection, uh, it will. I mean, I can say this on air. It's no taboo. Um, it's Barney's... It, they, um, it's better for them to be the one department store that carries your collection. They want to be exclusive. They, will, yeah. they yes. will buy deeper into it and you will yeah. support them when you get press credits. And they'll promote you. For it. And, and Barney's, I mean... With my first collection at Barney's, put ads in the New York Times, you know, with a Jerome Russo shoe Amazing. at Barney's New York. I mean, it's extraordinary. I could never afford that. Of and this course is what not. businesses like Barney's no, did for years. It's a huge brand brands. supporting you and it's promoting you. Well, to get, a, a, to get a, uh, an ad in the New York Times is like tens mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars at you least. It, it was but it's a stamp of approval. No, no, it, and, but no, that's amazing, like, promotion. Above and beyond the budget that you would have had. For Absolutely, and, uh, so you, that's incredible. If yeah, I look back cool. at her, you know, uh, Lisa Park was the DMM at Barney's at the time. I'm going to send her a link to this. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Thanks for listening. Mary Come on the podcast. What are you doing now? Mary was an awesome buyer who really had a good flair and, and put together selections that represented what, as a designer, wanted to portray in that season and also represented what Barney's as a business wanted to, to represent. Their, their vision. Their, yeah. So it was a, I really loved working with her. And they had an assistant called Marin. I need to send this to Marin as well. I've not spoken to her. Hi, Marin. ADS Marin. Shout out. I used out. to call her before, I, and she knows this, before I started my business, they didn't come to see my first collection. And Marin wouldn't give me the email address for the buyers or wouldn't put me through on the phone to them as well. So I called her the monster for a while. And uh, when I met her, I told her I called her the monster until <laughs> they finally placed an order. So but it uh, worked so they, out they, well. These people really helped uh, put my business on the map. What is a shoe collection? Um, how, how do you introduce that to people, like buyers and things? Because uh, is it like a fashion, a fashion show? show? What do they wear? Are they naked except for their shoes? I, I, potato I honestly sack? don't know. Like, uh, no, how did, how how did Barney's find, find you? So, um, well, you invite buyers to see your collection where you show them. Uh, so I showed in New York, but Barney's were too busy well, in New York to come and see me. Sparkling rosé? It, it's not about <laughs> when I started, I had so little money. I, this is really fun to talk about. Um, my good friend James, James, uh, thank you forever. Hi, James. Another shout-out. Yeah, Jerome is really busy with the shout-outs. Yeah. James, well, these are all new like listeners. A, it's like a drinking game. Every new time listeners. Jerome gets a shout-out, yeah, yeah, hit subscribe and like. Oh, James, James had a drink. I owe you a lot. Um, James lived in Paris at the time in a little studio flat, and uh, I would not have been able to show my collection in Paris if it wasn't for James moving all his stuff away and letting me show my collection for six or seven days during Fashion Week. In a, maybe a third floor, long spiral staircase. It was the least showroomy kind of place. Right, right. I think James so is you like, do in a table and chair and I put my shoes on it. And I'd invite people and they, once they show up, they're like, how the fuck? You do it in conjunction do do? with something like, like Paris Fashion Week or something where like people are there. Oh no, you just you show up in events. the city and yeah. you invite people and you show your collection. I had no money. I had like... But you do it when people are there clubs. for Fashion Week. Yeah, you, know. you go because the buyers are there for fashion. Right. So you invite them, you hope they that give you, sense. you know, 15 minutes to drive to where you are and 15 minutes to see your collection. That's how Barney saw the collection. And uh, I didn't even think they liked it, actually. And then... Uh, Apparently they did. They did. And I remember this first time they saw the collection and um, I was closing my orders to send them to the factory on a Friday. You kind of tried to stress your buyers to place the orders by that day. And they, the, the email came from Mary, I believe, telling me, Jerome will place a small order, can you wait for Monday? Absolutely, and yeah. then the yeah. small Barney's order came in, and it was, Barney's I believe, three doors, you know, and um, uh, easily three times the biggest order I had, you had ever had. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a beautiful moment for me. And how Three long were you? I'm so I miss you already. How long were you at Barney's? Bar Barney's has been a we can talk about it, they're gone. Um, yeah. Barney's is also a difficult business to work with. Uh, I, I've been one of the lucky young designers, they paid me most seasons. Um, and on time, uh, and I was nervous to work with them because I, I had friends who were young designers as well who weren't being paid in, in women's wear, for example, and men's wear, um, or weren't being paid on time when your business relies on cash flow. If you can't, of if you're course. not cash flow positive, you are no longer, basically. Uh, it's a situation you face every month, every single month. It's, who am I not paying this week uh, that I can pay next week? You try to be transparent and call them and say, listen, this store hasn't paid me, um, therefore I can't pay you. And uh, can you wait another week? Oh, you can't? Okay. 
Let me see Let if me the other one right. can wait. And I'll take so, you with isn't that incredible? And, but, and it's business. We hear it so much, business. these big brands. Well, unfortunately, Barney's went out of business. But the fact that it's you, the artisan, the, the person who's creating what they're making money from, and they're not you know, paying their, their vendors is terrible. It, it, honestly, and you have, to, really you have to give the products. It you can know? be disheartening. Because um, it's a big outlay for you. You have to put a lot of cash out there to secure the mind, finest course, yeah. grain, leather, and Absolutely. pay these Italians to make them. That's a lot of stuff. Doug, we must hang out and have more bubbly together. So oh, you're not drinking tonight. You no, I'm having champagne American. Thanks, Diet Coke, for sponsoring <laughs> this. is happening. The podcast. Wait, Diet Coke. Coca Light. You know, we and we've actually depleted our sparkling uh, rosé. So I'm, I'm I'm about to maybe open a regular rosé that's not sparkling. But another um, regular rosé is just. Uh, I mean, a whispering a pure, angel. I a whisper, gotta get a them. whispering angel. It's just a whisper of an angel. It's the stiletto <laughs> of, of rosé. Um, yeah, but no. I so okay. So Barney's was your early champion. How am I doing, by the way? Am I talking about things that interest you and your listeners? Well, I thought we were going to be talking about you know uh, medical examinations. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking? Of course, you're doing great, Jerome. Right. No, I'm, you're, I'm not really sure. Like, no, honestly, I'm Jerome, you're, you are super you charming. Right, great, you're great. super charming. I just want to make sure that like, the listeners are not bored. So, like, steer me in the direction. Our listeners well, I mean, don't like, speak English, Jerome. You're, it doesn't oh, matter what you say. Neither do I, apparently. So we're it's almost an entirely Indonesian <laughs> concern. What is it with Indonesia? Are we're, all your listeners in Indonesia? No, we have some. Apparently, we do. I will just say for the record, most Indonesians have feet. And so those are all potential customers of yours, Jerome. You know, I can need to chat, not to sell shoes. Like, no, I can sell shoes in the daytime when I'm working. Exactly. But you know, I'm having... Fun chatting to oh. two very. I thought we were going to try to help you sell your damn shoes. No, you don't need. Young. You don't need our help. Yeah, there's only one young, handsome gay. I agree with that. Actually. I'm not. <laughs> He's young, but not I'm handsome, not so that's a problem. I'm as also well. not gay. He's also not gay. But what? Oh my god, I've been misinformed. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope I, I hope you're having fun. But this is just supposed to be just a fun conversation. Really, I'm having a giggle. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. I can't believe we got very technical business like. Well, I, I mean, I I really know nothing about shoes yeah. other than like I buy them when they're comfy and but I can think of two occasions. Where I bought like a super expensive shoe. Uh, one was my first time in Italy. I was in Florence, and um, I went to a place and had a, a bespoke pair of shoes made. I think that's what it's called, right? They made them for my feet. Bespoke. They were so expensive, and um, I and this was maybe twenty five years ago. I only recently gave them away. They were still in incredible condition and you look at the why? difference why did you give them away because they just I would never wear them again and I, every year I'm like I'm not getting rid of them this year but I finally did sometimes they're a great memory did you sometimes find a good home exactly but the difference in quality them. is what I noticed mm-hmm. as opposed to something I'll buy on you know Zappos or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. a chain store which starts to fall apart yeah. after wearing it three or four yeah. times like those shoes lasted yeah. and were still in perfect condition if you look at this, uh, we're looking at this sandal, for example. Yeah. What's the, a, does it have a name? This is a, this uh, yeah, what did I call this? Mado. Wait, this is named after my mom. Madeleine is my, my mom. Mado. Mado. Hi, Madeleine. Bonsoir. Madeleine. Bonsoir. Bienvenue. Bonsoir. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> chaussette, chaussure, to uh, the, 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 uh, the edges of the shoes, to so the top line. So that's what we're looking, what, what we're noticing, like, is that the... Just, like how skilled the lady who stitched that shoe is, for example. If you look at the or a man with nimble fingers, it could be a man with nimble fingers. No, I think he knows. I just know the person who stitched it. It's his shoe. He knows who it is. It would be very sexist to call her a man, okay? Well, we will say to her, what specific Italian? Look how the leather sole wraps around the thorn of the heel and ends just at the tip. 
and it's so thin and perfect. It is it's, like it's an impeccable piece of work. It is, I would Definitely, say, yeah. uh, precision work. It's precision work, and I'm, I'm so proud of the manufacturing. I love that here. too, honestly. Like, I told you, like, I don't really pay that much attention to fashion and, like, women's fashion, but, like, that is something I would probably notice, and a, it's it's, a it's, large, really, it's stunning. I don't, can a large gal wear this? No. Absolutely. Well, they no, but in the right oh size. In the right size. In the right they size, can't wear yeah. that one. That yeah. one's a size 37, but... Uh, no, I meant in terms of weight. Because this is such a delicate-looking shoe. Oh, my God. No, Lizzo could can. do that. Liz, Lizzo could strut around on those Oh, things. my God, Lizzo, please wear my shoes. That would be awesome. <laughs> what size is she? I'll buy Lizzo a pair of shoes. Lizzo, Will give you? us a call. <laughs> Lizzo, we'll give you the this-is-happening <laughs> special price if you uh, call Lizzo, us. Lizzo, I'll give them to you for free. I yeah, you should. I, I brought a few shoes, but one of them is partly camp, and I thought I, I, I I'd love it. to see more. And now that we're talking, I kind of want to show. I feel more comfortable when I'm hiding behind my shoes. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping yeah. more than this. And that's why I'm so, giving you so much wine. This too, one is really over the top. I'm not going to describe it. I'm going to let the <laughs> dog describe it because it's pretty <gasps> fabulous. Ooh! So the glitter uh, of gold uh, has caught my eye. Wow. Does that, is that a zipper? It's kind of a combo of a plushy. Feels like it could be a velour. It's it's floral. It's a floral, a floral velvet. Floral, floral velvet yeah. in the front. It's like a mullet, y'all. It's a party in the front, but the big party's in the back. It's, it's a, a double it's, mullet. It's, it's glittering, glitter, double. gold glitter at back. And black cheers, person. cheers. <laughs> wow. And then the the piping is um. What is this? Uh, black patent leather. Pa oh, patent leather. I, I was looking patent. Patent. In, the, in, the, in real English? No, it's uh, oh, patent. But in America, we say America. We're American now. They speak American. We say patent I love playing with accents. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? What is your <laughs> accent, Jerome? That Jerome's accent. Okay, now is the time African. for us to talk. Jerome's accent's a little murky. It's everywhere, <laughs> but because he is a, he is a uh, uh, you know, he's a citizen of the world. What are you? A, maybe he could be a spy. I hope so. Well, I hope he'd be better. That's how he's funding these shoes. He could be a Russian bot. <laughs> Jerome, your accent is a bit murky. It's it's charming. It's well, delightful. Can I deflect this all on Ryan? When you I met Ryan on the dance floor, he asked me if I was from South Africa, which so they made me that. laugh so much because let's be honest, the dance I, mean, I sound floor. very strange, but what, I don't sound South African. And I love this. the South African accent. Akbar, of course. Oh, Akbar. Akbar, we've been. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can we go dance at Akbar sometime all together? We can. Yeah, yes, absolutely. brilliant. We'll go we directly can. after brilliant. the Later tonight. Later tonight. On and a, what is the name of this shoe we're looking at? Today's Sunday night. Enough about accents. Let's get back What's to the, the shoe. What's the name of this shoe that we're looking at? Uh, the, the mullet uh, shoe. This shoe is called Judah, uh, named after, uh, it's the last name of uh, Scott Judah and uh, his wife, Honey Cole Judah. Uh, they are massive mentors for my label. Honey this is Cone one of the Judah? best selling shoes of my life. Honeycomb, honeycomb, honey I never picked that. I've never picked up that. Oh, oh, honey, I'm going to send you a link to this as well. Honeycomb. Hi, honeycomb. Another shout out. Oh, Everyone's really drunk now. But this is an she also open toe, open toe shoe. This is an this is a, a peep toe booty. At the time I did my first peep, peep toe, toe booties, booty. no one was making a peep toe booty. In fact, when people started making peep toe booties, my Barney's buyers again, Mary, I love you, uh, said, um, uh, "Draw look." Um, Everyone's copied your silhouette. I I love peep toe booties. Did That's you invent this? A peep -toe? I don't think I invented it, but uh, it was but an probably, interesting moment to do. Um, yeah, modernized it. Brought I'm not it sure. more au courant. Um, yeah, I, know, ma I made it mine for sure with yeah. my launch collection. Yeah. yeah. Now what? So what season is this? Is this a winter? Hey, I, I I had to dig a bit far to find this one because I really like it, but I think it's awfully camp and cool. And, um, and oh, it's, it's, it's amazing! Great. I could see it with a skinny yeah. jean, maybe. Is that no, what somebody would wear it with? One of my besties. Uh, I gave this to yeah. one of my besties. It's denim. Shout yeah. out to it's another shout out. I love shout outs. I'm a bit tipsy already. Elisa wears this shoe. Hey, Elisa. Elisa. Elisa knows it. She's from Australia. I love Elisa. Oh. She knows what she knows what she was talking about now. I gave this to her for her birthday, and I swear she squealed so loud that the whole party shot up and uh, and came to see the shoe. It was a little intimidating but magical at the same time. I love you, Elisa. Elisa, oh, so, we miss you, you Elisa. You so need to come back. <laughs> come back, I got your shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's you know it's funny. You you actually are a very delightful guest, and we're we're kind of like getting into the process of what this thing is about. But you know, th this is happening is meant to be about people's creative journey and how they end up doing what they're doing. 
And that's what we're talking to you about. And so, um, so I'm, I'm curious though. So, okay. So you went into, and you worked at other, other fashion houses, other shoe designers for, for several years, saving up to start your own line, mm -hmm. which is, which is very brave. And you've but now been doing it for 11 years. It's going on almost, well, it's 11 years that I've started my own label. Yes. So it's about. Almost, it's about 10 years at retail. Yes, yes, you're correct. I forget sometimes, I don't count. Yes, you're absolutely right. 10 years at retail. So 10 years since Jerome Siroso exists in the public eye. Yeah. And so where where are you, What what's next? What what's, Where are you looking towards the future? It's a great question. It's, a, it's an incredibly challenging industry. To this day, uh, I'm a self-funded business. Mm -hmm. uh, it's extraordinary that I've lasted, I think, this long. Mm -hmm. um, with uh, with the few resources I have, um, we're still a tiny team. Um, um, I think uh, people uh, people who look at my label, maybe some of your viewers as well, often assume that we're a much larger company, we're a much bigger team. We're very small. We wear many hats, uh, each of us. Um, it's a every week is a different challenge. Every day is a different challenge. Um, um, the next big step for a brand like mine is to bring on. The, the right investor. There are, there's a lot of investors oh, out this there. This is exactly what I was thinking. The right investor is a big There challenge. are some amazing documentaries out right now. There's one about Halston. There's one, there's mm -hmm. been several about McQueen. There's one about like Ralph Lauren, whatever. But like a, a lot of these people have in common, um, they get some madcap rich, you know, Absolutely. sometimes, you know, Maybe. like mm -hmm. very eccentric, you know, backer, mm -hmm slash muse like McQueen did with whatever her name was. Isabella Bloom. Um, exactly. Um, and uh, and that person just like buys into it and like puts money in to, you know, to make it happen. It, because it, obviously like any business is going to need, you know, investment, seed capital. Of course. And you've, course. you've, you've done a brilliant job of like getting your name out there. Your work is stunning. Exquisite. Yeah. No, it really is. It really is. Ryan is like, whatever. Ryan just wants these shoes. And until you make them in my size, I don't give a fig about your shoes. I wish the viewers could see what kind of silly hat you're wearing. Oh, my God. You see that? He just, he is judgy. You are judgy. You know, I said that because Ryan, I almost stole the hat off of Ryan the first day. The first day he received it, actually. You know, I mean, those are like his hat. Ryan, it was not really out of love. It was Ryan is very judicious with his enthusiasm, and we're not hearing a lot of enthusiasm here, but that's fine. It's not his thing. No, it's against manners to say things. You love objects. We love our friends, but to love a pair of shoes. Okay. Oh, that is so insulting. <laughs> okay, okay let's, let's cool down. I know. Just take gosh. a breath. Like Think about the Madeleine for a moment. Actually, uh, not the, the cookie. I love the Madeleine. Not the biscuit. So, so okay, so you need you're, you need a backer is, yeah. is the, sort um, of the next yes, thing. It, the next big step is this. It's a, how do you bring what I've managed to build for a decade yeah. to a, a much bigger audience, a much bigger level as well, to not struggle about how am I paying this production this month and things of that sort. It's a really important big step. Do you want Jérôme, say, Rousseau stores? Or, or would oh, you, you it's, know, it's like, is that too, not, a step too far? For you? Not at all. It's a really important step in the growth of my, of my yeah. level. I'll be very frank. It's never been um, a goal of mine. Um, retail is a different art than design. I really am a designer at heart. You guys well, mentioned it, fashion so many times oh, tonight as well. I... Never. No, right. Like trends. I never care for trends mm -hmm. or fashion. I your focus is person. on the art. Right. Your I, focus is on I am design. really truly I want to tell a story you need a business every collection. It's very much yeah, like, I mean, it's finding like the, the right all the marketing. I need someone to step in and say, like, I'm gonna handle all that business. Someone who understands my business. Maybe, someone who shares the same shoes, but someone um, shares the same long term yeah. goals as my business. Right. It's a really fine line. It's like marrying someone you cannot divorce. And um you need yeah. Yeah. Oh, because so, some of these designers, like they end up, like you know, they they marry those people. Some of those people marry the wrong person too for their business, <laughs> and also, yeah, their business their business dies. Uh, yeah. There's plenty. There's more think, examples of businesses that died than businesses that did well. It's really a tricky industry. I'm interested I'm in the time. stories behind fashion, in those documentaries about you know just like 
what happens behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You oh, know, like in, in that Halston. Yeah, Halston and, and McQueen. I mean, right. these are fascinating stories. And they're like, you know, they're artists. And they they are like doing their thing. Uh-huh. Um, and... <laughs> they're doing their... Uh-huh. They're doing their... Uh-huh. Are they? Um, yeah, no, I'm taking you behind the scenes. Before I'm us. taking you behind the scenes. I mean, we're being told how much time we have left. Like, wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't take. Well, that is, we don't take commercial breaks here at This Is Happening at Point the podcast. Not at this point. Uh, well, yeah. not until we got our first sponsor. Our first official sponsor. We've got tons of sponsors. We have tons of sponsors. Jerome C. Russo sponsors the podcast. Diet Coke, American Airlines, Disney, Spectrum, the Cable, Time Warner Cable, Whispering Angel. All of these are sponsors. Oh, you'll receive an invoice. They haven't sent you a check yet. That's the problem. We're just yeah, the actual, that money. Pay, the actual the payment. Right. Well, that. we've got a ton of sponsors. We <laughs> Bahasa Airlines. I mean, yeah. I the mean, this, Indonesian country. That's we, all, we could. We could the Chamber of Commerce. I've been doing this. Brilliant. Yeah. We could make this a proper business at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we'll see. guys already have a fully-fledged studio. It's extraordinary. We have an undisclosed business. You should see this incredible space we're talking yeah. into it please don't 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 we don't want to talk too much about our undisclosed location yeah we have to be very that careful well, there are a lot of fans that would it show is up. Oh my in God. the best area of yes. the entire California. If I can we say even so. built really a really case should. for Jerome to showcase his shoes while we have been sitting here chatting. Did we? Yeah. True. Yes. Yes. The <laughs> case to my right. <laughs> yes. AKA the table. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Yes. Um, so if there's okay. Here's, I'm going to ask you really like an elementary question. Dog, I can't wait to take you out dancing. The shoes are... Oh, thank Find you, the time machine. The shoes are, I'm going to say, gorgeous, exquisite. Not, they are gorgeous. Extraordinary. Yeah, no, they really are. But I'm going to say this. Oh. They don't look comfortable oh, wait. to like hang out, you know, walk around. <gasps> But as I say that, like uh, if you could see my words, I'd be eating them because That's I've like just been handing you eat your words, darling. Would you eat, eat those words. words. This is this rabbit? Is this a fur? Oh it's like God. a poof. It's a poof of fur it's a on flat the tip heel, of a thing. Yeah. This now, this is fun. Can this we, is something I would it? like to wear with a perhaps a. A, a, a mumu or some sort of flowy. This is gorgeous. So I'm looking at now a low shoe, which yeah. is a metallic. It's silver, uh, right? Silver. Isn't that heel shape gorgeous? Yeah. Yes. Sort of reinventing a 60s silhouette, but modern and chic. Exactly uh, what he says. Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, that. I was um, going to say the same thing. Can we also talk about how, I mean, I'm really moved by colors sometimes. And, when you mix a pale, soft, natural color, like this sandy color, with a bright, harsh silver, for example, mirrored silver, how gorgeous I that contrast it. is. Is it doesn't it like take a really kind of showy, almost aggressive color, like a, like a silver mirrored leather? Aggressive. To, but it, it makes it soft and kind and wearable. The little pom pom is aggressive. The pom pom. Yeah. <laughs> the pom pom is not aggressive. The no, I know. It's all the softness. It's You know what we say in fashion, Eric? We say it's it, it combines hard and soft. Mm. That's what we say. Oh, this is what you say. I well, you are in the this. in the business of, of the marketing. Yes. And and the the experiential. Mm-hmm. Hard uh, and soft, though. That's mm-hmm. that's fashion. Yeah. Beautiful. This is a beautiful shoe. Isn't it lovely? When you wear this shoe, imagine there's a foot inside. You see not a single stitch. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. We're going to feature this one on... um on our site as well, so you can take a look at this. I mean, you know, you know who would like who would showcase these things, you know, to good effect it is Georgie Lee. I just keep thinking. I think any woman. Is, well, the shoe that I'm looking at now, any woman sh- could wear it, as well, he, especially mean, a woman with feet. Tonight? Why isn't she here? I, you know, because I don't know. I've. She's not here. She's not. But if if you are a woman, <laughs> cheers to her. Cheers yeah, to Georgie. 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 You would she love her. She, she would love you. She's fantastic. Georgie. She would love you. And, and but if you are listening, if you are a woman and you have feet, I think you could wear this one. I mean, she's not Definitely. here due to my idiocy and oversight. Like, with, if well, I was you know thinking what? ahead, it may not have been a prudent move to have Georgie here. You know why? She well, take all the Jerome, shoes. Jerome would leave without any shoes <laughs> yeah. because Georgie would have already gone. She would have. She left. would have said, "I don't care that they're all left or right feet. I'll make it work." 
she would have she would have took it, taken she would have left and actually she would have like taken advantage of the fact that you're still on the air so and you're polite and slightly drunk so you would have stayed here and yeah. she would have just like absconded she, with literally, everything would she have bullied me to giving her a pair of shoes not only bullied she would have taken all of these we'll she find out probably we'll find out I mean she can probably wear two lefts you're absolutely right here yeah, she is she can make it work yeah. two different heel heights no, two lefts actually yes. if you were to meet her like she would somehow beguile you into gifting her things well I feel like she'd be very inspiring if she inspires the, the three of you then I'm quite into meeting she's her she's very well. inspiring she inspires tens of thousands of people on Instagram Georgie beyond OnlyFans beyond OnlyFans she, she could she could do OnlyFans posts wearing only your shoes yeah <laughs> yes. porn some porn well OnlyFans but yeah. oh, not porn. Porn with a lowercase p. <laughs> I don't but, think many women. But Jerome's mother's listening. Oh, but she doesn't understand us anyway. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, because no, no, en français. It's not a big deal. Once more en français. Encore en français. Yes. Well, we are okay. We're we're waning down. So, uh, so we just so we're got doing the, the last five minutes in French, right? Five minutes. Oh, 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 en français. Seulement yeah. français. Well, uh, I'm not to bow out. Yeah. <laughs> now what they just said was they both wear dirty underwear that's right <laughs> you do speak French I do speak French yeah. Eric keeps like keep saying over and over again that, that, uh, over I forgot and over all, he forgot all this French yeah. that's but, all, that's but I think I are you say. saying ma français which I don't think would be correct wouldn't it be mon français mon français mon français I've yeah, certainly yeah, forgotten yeah. the tenses and the genders and the what things is and the conjugation. Do you remember a friend of ours, a mutual gender. friend of ours? We were at a restaurant in Paris, and um, you know, so Jerome, <laughs> when you grow up in here in the states and you learn French, they teach you basically. 19th century French. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I learned, like, if you need help, I'm supposed to say, au secours, like I'm in a production of Carmen. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It's a little mad. Yeah. So, like, like it is, oh, les gens gens, so d'ici, you know, like, oh, so that's what we, that's what we learn is, like, 19th century French. And I have a friend who may or may not be listening, but she wanted to ask the waiter, like, can I, whatever it was, and she said, or whatever she was like. She's literally speaking in like nonsensical, I think, 18th century. To be French. honest, it is correct French, uh, but we don't. But no one speaks. We that. don't speak, you don't speak it like, speak that, on it like that. Right. Yes. No, and that's. And, and I discovered that, you know, when I went to France at 16 and was living with a family, you know, and, and everything was just like, I just learned, you know, it's like. That's where I learned like super chouette and you know and just and, and oh, also. Oh, remember um, zut alors, zut, zut. zut alors. Well, those that, were the those were that those were they taught us that those were the curse words and nom du chien in, in school, but yeah. not in the actual you know. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't do anything. What are you doing? Absolutely. Jerome is writing. Jerome got a sharpie. He's tattooing. But this, this is not good. He's going to take him I'm on the radio weeks. tomorrow. It's going to take him weeks I'm to get rid of it. Oh, the, yeah, your hand is going to be... Uh, oh, no, Jerome, I really... We, darling, really shut No, this is not... No, 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 no. Come on, I must say. complete no, my audio. You can't, not on my hand. Are you, really, are you sure? He's writing something on my hand, it says which bow. is untenable. I can't... No, Come I can't. on, let me finish. No, no, no. Seriously, I appreciate the intention. You're going to give me one more knuckle and you can write give me a hand and then you guys will be you okay. I, I can't. You can write anything you want. No, I, I feel you. He's already wiping it off. I'm practically a hand model, Jerome, and I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hand model on the radio? The yes. Oh my God, I love how I ruined this. I go to nightclubs. I go to nightclubs all the time Eric, and get things. Um, oh my God, Eric, you have my left hand. You cannot, you cannot, sorry, right hand. You cannot look. That's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, not so. I thought he was inspired. He talked about a shop. I thought he was going to draw a shoe. I was madly inspired. I he didn't make these shoes. He just, he just like he defaces kind of me. defacing me. With I'm calling <laughs> HR. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> I went to you first because I knew you'd be more offended. I knew Eric would be so cool and lovely. Yeah, Eric is fine with everything. I, on the other Am hand, I'm quite prudish. I'm an old What lady. did you write? Bon Jovi. Oh, I'm glad I took my knuckles back. I mean, yeah. Jerome C. Rousseau, what a plaisir I, I, it has been you know to I've chat avec toi. 
I've met this bitch. I don't want his name Too on my bad. hands. Hey, um, as we say goodbye, Eric. Talk about aggressively straight. Right straight. John, Bo- John Bon Jovi. Eric, you give love a bad name right <laughs> <laughs> my, a, a friend of mine who I won't name did a film with him, and I met him. No thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Hello, John Bon Jovi. Hey, Jerome C. Russo. Jerome C. Russo, where can people find you? He's well-preserved. Give, give our listeners uh, <laughs> uh, either your site or your social or where people well, can find Well, it's the website. We've said I'd it. like Jerome to say it, please. Jerome say I'd like Jerome to say it, Eric. Jerome, Jerome where you, can people find you? Yeah, please say it. And the social media. Just, just, just say you, it. You know, said it so well. We all hate it. Jerome C. Russo, I believe, on just about any social media. Okay. That one. Perfect. Jerome C. Russo's French spelling, for Christ's sake, not Italian. <laughs> oh. That's a good point. Is there an Italian spelling of Lusso? Are you the blessed? No, don't yeah. spell it. No, that's the wrong yeah. spelling. R O U double S E A U, listeners. Thank you. Yes, well, anyone that has is listening to this has clicked on it from something and it will say that on it. So click, they'll see that. Jerome, thank you so thank you for much coming for coming this is and for giving us all these gorgeous shoes. Only left feet, whatever, cheap. Um, no, seriously, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Uh, what a delightful person you are. I had a brilliant time chatting with you both. Thank you. Yes, you fun. just called me cheap. Well, you well know, no, 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 no. You, you know what they say? If the shoe fits. Just saying. Right. But in, in truth, thank you so much for coming. I had to thank get you. that in. Thank you very much. Because now the yeah, shoe's really on the other it. foot. Thank you. Okay. All right. And the puns. All right. <laughs> thank you. Bye. 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 Click.